Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I am going to ha- have so much fun today, and, and, and thank you for joining us because you're going to have fun with us. Uh, today we have the author of Why Are You Still Single? Why Are You Still Single? And Average Joe's take on what is really going on in the dating pool and what you can do to stay afloat. And he found out yesterday he's got another book, Confessions of a Middle-Aged Short Guy with No Game. (laughs) Oh, man, I just love this topic. I love this topic. Why are you still single? Please welcome author Vince Gaglione. How are you? Good morning. Hey, Joe. Good morning. (laughs) Oh, man, this is the greatest topic. And uh, uh, I have 9,000 questions for you. (laughs) First, the first question is, Vince, is this a personal journey of yours that that you, so when you write this book, you know, why are you still single? Mm-hmm. Is this something personal to you that that you are going through today in life? We're going through when you wrote the book. Where where are you with this journey? Well, yeah, it was in a way it was a personal journey. So um, I'd been single for a long time in and out of relationships over the years and um, recently, I noticed that it seemed that more and more singles were having difficulties connecting with other singles. Um, and you know, part of this is, of course, the the advent of social media. And, uh, everybody's got an online profile; they're on multiple sites, etc. And um, it turns out, uh, after doing some some research and just taking my own personal experiences, I noticed things had changed. Um, quite significantly in the dating world. Uh, very fast-paced society. Right. We're an instant gratification society. And of course, it's kind of bled over into, into dating and the dating world. So I wanted to at least dive into those issues and try to see if I could find some sort of common denominators as to why everyone seemed to be having the same problems that I was. Right. What, what an interesting topic to uh, dive into and start researching, right? It's one thing to say, oh man, I'm single. I'm frustrated. I got heartache and I, I just can't seem to find the right uh, partner, but it's another thing to go in and do some research and try to figure out why yeah. others are experiencing the same thing. Cause it's a pretty big pool, right? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a big pool. (laughs) Uh, Now, now, you know, uh, there's so many topics. I was reading through your book last night and I'm (laughs) I'm actually smiling ear to ear because as I'm reading through some of these topics in your book, um, things are hitting me like, wow, that was my life. Wow, that was my life. Um, But look, here we are with uh, a coronavirus lockdown you want to talk about a bad dating pool right <laughs> oh sure sure yeah that doesn't doesn't make it any easier for sure but the, the good thing about this is that it forces us to kind of take a step back and reset right so because let's say before coronavirus you had the ability to just connect with someone fairly quickly send a couple text messages and before you know it you've scheduled a first meeting or a date right right but that might not be your best option. Sure, it definitely gets you in front of you know a lot of people. It exposes you to a lot of people. But are they really good matches for you? You know, so this environment forces you to take a step back and maybe do more communicating before you get to that first meeting. So that's kind of the way that that I had looked at it even before Corona. Um, you know, anyone that I had matched with for say 
um, I would spend some time trying to get to learn a little bit about the person before actually committing the time and making the effort. Because as we know, we hear this a lot, you know, first dates, first meets, um, you schedule it. And then all of a sudden you get the message saying, Hey, can we reschedule or, <laughs> you know, Hey, can we do this another time? So, you know, it might've been that, you know, that other person just might not have been feeling it or just agreed to something quickly and then changed their mind. Right. And then, of course, when it comes to online dating and dating in general, there are many other options as well. So you, you have the whole shiny object syndrome where, you know, this person looks good on paper and then all of a sudden here comes someone better. Here comes someone better. And then, oh, well, I'm really not that interested in the first person I was talking to. So I'm just going to bail on that. Yeah, that so, happened That happened know, to me yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It happens to everyone. Um, it's happened to me quite frequently. Um, a couple of times I've, you know actually been leaving the house, locked the door, got in the car and then got the message saying, Hey, can we reschedule? Or I was already at the venue and the person, you know, showed up right. a half an hour late and was not really that interested anyway. Or, you know, as I'm driving, Hey, I need to reschedule this. And then I'm turning around and going home. So I think in this environment, it's definitely helped in that it forces us to take a little bit of a step back and, and do more of a, you know, of an evaluation. Yeah, well, what a what a concept, what what a concept though. Like, communicate before you go out on a date. That's such a sure. <laughs> such a concept, right? And and then I started thinking because it was about a month ago, and I said, oh my gosh, you know who's going to win in this coronavirus? Match dot com. Because I, and I and I so just out of curiosity, this morning I said I'm going to go look at their stock. And in 30, in 30 days, it went from $62 and it's up to $78 in 30 days. So I'm not giving any stock advice here, but if anyone is winning right now, it's the liquor stores and match.com. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, of course, that's, that's really at this point, it's one of the only online is really the only avenue, you know? Um, so, because you can't get out and meet people in person. You don't have those social events. You don't have those singles events to go to. You could meet somebody in a parking lot and like park your cars next to each other or like go go lakeside and park your cars next to each other and just crack your window a little bit. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's the new dating in 2020. I love it. I think it's exciting. <laughs> oh my gosh. So man, there's just so many topics I want to I want to talk to you about because there's the dating um you know, it's different when you're dating and you're 23 years old and you're Snapchatting mm -hmm. <laughs> versus when you're 55 years old and you move to another state, right? Mm -hmm. yep. So do you think, um, you think the older you get, the harder it is because you get set in your ways? I think the older you get, sometimes you go, eh, being alone isn't so bad. Right. Yeah. There, there's a, you know, obviously as you're older, you know, you, you have more life experiences, right? So you have a lot of uh, negative experiences as well when it comes to dating, when it comes to, you know, past relationships, divorces, it, sometimes you, you have, you get that bitter taste in your mouth that, you know, is a very difficult thing to, to reconcile, you know? So, as you get older and yeah, of course we do get set in our ways. So it becomes a, more of an adjustment or it's, you know, it's one of those things where like, okay, well maybe this wasn't, this isn't as important to me now as it might've been. So I'm just going to eh, say the heck with it for a little while. 
Um, but there are different challenges as we move through life, of course. And, and certainly, you know, having those, the big one is, you know, having those past negative experiences, which cause all sorts of, you know, internal conflict and struggle. And then just the fear that you have, or you might have had that, you know, potentially, potentially blocks you from getting, or, you know, finding what you want today. Fear is a biggie. Um, that's, that's a primary driver for a lot of people. Um, especially, you know, those who have had bad situations and been involved in bad relationships, they're afraid to take that chance again. So it's certainly, yeah, there's more baggage bottom line as we get older. So of course it would make sense that, you know, there's more hurdles to clear the, the, you know, as we move through life. Well, you know, one of the things you, you mentioned in your book, um, is to reconcile your, your differences and your issues um, it's, it's probably a good idea to do that before you go out on a date, right? I mean, who wants to go out on a date and hear, you know, I actually had it happen to me after, uh, I went through a divorce. I went out on a date and, uh, I, I, apparently I was talking about my divorce all night. I didn't realize it, but imagine what a nightmare of a date, like yeah. who wants to hear about your divorce right now? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens a lot. Happens a lot. But yeah, that's the, the, the tough part is, you know, understanding, the things that you're carrying around with you, right? That could potentially be stopping you or could be roadblocks to, you know, um, having, you know, having a healthy attitude and a mindset about it. Right. I I think it would be kind of funny if you showed up on a date with a suitcase in your hand and Mm -hmm. somebody was like, what are you doing? What is, what's in the suitcase? Baggage. (laughs) Yeah. Some of those, some of those suitcases are large. Well, now, and what about kids, right? You, you have mm-hmm. kids and, and you love your children. Do you, do you, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny cause I'm going back to my radio days. We actually had a conversation on the show about dating and, and you know, when you have kids, you don't really, really want to bring them into the picture right away. Right. I mean, I think it'd be funny if you brought them on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw a, a movie or something where that happened. I forget the name of the movie where where the you know the 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 twelve or thirteen year old was, was with the the dad as he was going on his dates. It's pretty entertaining, but now that brings up you know that's just another one of those issues that you have to you know you have to discuss or you have to at least put it out there. Say yes, I do have children, and you know that may or may not be you know a a, a deal breaker for some people, but. The, the more information you have up front, um, the better off you are. Uh, what if, especially, you know, yeah, with your with your own stuff, you know, if you have baggage, not necessarily, you know, all of the 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 emotional baggage we're talking about. We're we're just talking about, you know, things like say lifestyle issues, anything that could be um, potentially, you know, in conflict with what you know how another person with their lives, for example. So it's like, yeah, for, for dating apps and when you're, you know, you're, you're in these social gatherings, singles gatherings, the kids issue always comes up. Everybody knows, okay, this person has kids, this person, you know, doesn't, et cetera. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, you can't get away from that. That's, you, you can't really hide that. You know, it's like <laughs> if we were talking about a previous book that I'd written about, you know, me being a short guy, I'm five, seven. It's like, I can't get around height. People are going to see me like, yeah, he's a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, back to the kids, though, I'm, I'm, I'm all I can think about is like, what do you do when you have like wild kids? Like they're out of control. The nine year old just burned the garage down last week. Like, right. do you bring up the fact that you have kids? 
Well, yeah, I mean, of course you want to bring it up. You don't want to tell them they burned down the garage. Right. Like, <laughs> you might not. I'm talking to an expert here because I never had any kids, so I right. probably not the best authority on this. That's right. Well, so when, when you write the next book, you need to sit down with me over a beer. <laughs> It'll be a whole nother book. All right, we'll do. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, so what do you what do you think today? Let's set aside this coronavirus. Let's set aside the quarantine lockdown. Okay, you're a, you're a single. Um, person okay because yesterday i screwed up the title of your book and i apologize but this is not about just about single men this is about single people mm-hmm. okay Correct. so you're single in today's <clears throat> world what do you what is the number one if you had to narrow it down what is the number one obstacle is it because the pool is massive is it technology is in your way is it uh, i don't know like there's got to be like what is the biggest thing they face yeah, there's. I think there's a number of different issues, and they all kind of coalesce. And and date the dating world is where you see all these things play out. But I think that, you know, people have today. We don't know ourselves well enough, right? So I think that's the biggest issue. We don't know exactly what we want, what we need, uh, what works for us, what doesn't work for us. We're constantly bombarded by life and by our our, our online presence the digital world, and just the fast-paced nature of society, uh, we have too many things coming at us. So we don't really take that time to sit back and think about these things. So, you know, when you're talking about if you are dating and you're looking to find a partner, you have to know what works for you. You have to know yourself. You have to know what your stuff is. You have to know what your baggage is. And you have to kind of you know, at least do some sort of self-analysis to understand where you might be coming up short, so to speak. You know, we could always do things better, right? And that plays out in our relationships. I mean, our shortcomings are revealed through most times through interaction and in our in our close personal relationships. So I think that that's key. We we just kind of like haphazard haphazardly randomly like throwing darts at a dartboard. And hoping we hit the bullseye. Right. Uh, so that I think that's our biggest problem today. You know what? And I'm going to agree with you 100%. I think so many people, um, you know, whether they're divorced or never married, okay, mm-hmm. um, sometimes they 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 haven't identified what they even need right. to fulfill your heart. And my dad told me this one time. He he said, focus on the things that you don't want. And if they have those things, you're going to save yourself a lot of time. Sure. Yeah, that's a clue. That's a big clue. I mean, we always, as, as people, we know more about what we don't like and what we don't want than what we do. That's a little bit harder to kind of figure out. Um, so, yeah, of course, if you find things that you know, you see things that you don't want, then that's pretty, that's pretty easy. The, the challenge comes in where you kind of, you don't see any of those, but you're really, you're not connecting. You're not able to figure out how to, you know, where, where, how you feel and, and right. how you, how you feel about another person, how you feel about, you know, um, person A versus person B. I mean, you know, we have this situation today where we have many more options available to us due to the nature of, of dating and we can kind of get confused as well. So we're kind of, you know, random in, a, in, in how we process these things as opposed to taking a closer look at them. 
Sure. You know, it, it, it's uh, it's an interesting topic. It, it really is. And I know I joke and I'm, and I'm kidding with you, but, but then there is the whole serious side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you hear so many stories about people meeting somebody online or, or forget online. You can meet them in a restaurant or maybe you met somebody at a concert or something. Right. But sometimes it takes like a long time. Like you fall in love and you're like, oh, this person's awesome. And then you find out they're actually married. Like I hear these stories like, oh my gosh, he had a whole second life or she had a, she had a whole nother life. She never ended her relationship with her, with her, her fiance. Right. And and sometimes you don't discover that right away. It happens more times than not. um, Yeah. I'm not sure about that. I think that if you're asking the right questions and you're spending time with someone on a consistent basis, then you kind of have those answers. I mean, to me, it would seem kind of odd if you know i was dating someone for say a year or two years and then find out they were secretly married i mean in those well that's a long time (laughs) yeah exactly in those situations it's usually like a long distance relationship something where you're kind of missing that that you know consistent contact right yeah (laughs) Um, so I, i think it does happen but it doesn't happen maybe as often as we think now granted that's different than you know, going out on, you know, having a second or third date with someone and then finding out that, you know, they're not technically available. Right. Much different. You have to, you have to like read between the lines. If they, if they tell you they're working on an oil rig and they only come into the mainland every three weeks, right. do some yeah. homework. <laughs> Cause exactly. And then you have to figure out, you know, the key is really figuring out what's right for you. Are you okay with a situation like that? For example, long ter- long distance relationships are very difficult. And um, for, for those reasons in particular. So if you're, if you're the type of person that wants to maintain some sort of connection, you want some sort of consistency, then maybe that's not the right relationship for you. So that's kind of part of what I talk about in the book is, you know, knowing yourself, knowing what, what works for you and the type of relationship you're looking for. Sure, um, It works for some people. It doesn't work for others. So, so Vince, um, let, let's compare something of uh, old school, traditional, right? I mean, you know, our parents were facing different things when they were dating than uh, we faced. And, you know, 22 year olds are facing something different than 50 year olds. And what's coming to mind is the topic of money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going out on a date and I take her to dinner. Okay. Does the younger generation today feel the obligation to pick up the tab or, you know, in in the old days, they showed up, they had roses, right? (laughs) It was today. It's like, I'm not spending any money on roses. (laughs) Where where are we today? What is right? What is wrong when it comes to the financial side of things when you're on a date? And then when do you talk about money? You know, do you have money in the bank? Do you have stocks? I mean. Right. Well, those type, that conversation, you know, about money, that's further down the road, of course. But, um, and I can't necessarily speak to what the younger generation is doing right now, but there is a standard protocol for the most part when you're talking about an actual date. Then, yeah, it's standard protocol that the man pays for the first date, right? And then after 
after you've you've gotten through the first and you decide you're going on a second or a third, you, you kind of have to have that conversation. So you at least need to, to, to discuss that and get the other person's thoughts about what they feel is appropriate. So again, it's all about communication. But yeah, as for as for you know how dating works or how it should work, yeah, there's still even in today's society <laughs> where, where you've got, you know, um, you know, women who have, you know, they've got careers, they have their own money, et cetera. It's still the protocol for the man to pay for the first date. Do you agree with that? I do. I do because part of it, I mean, it's, it's essentially part of like the, the guy's, you know, responsibility when it comes to courting in a way. So there's, you know, the, and these are, you know, what we're talking about here kind of blends into our, our, you know, our psyche. So it's like, we're wired a certain way as men and as women. So part of the role or part of the masculine role is that there's the guy is the one to do the pursuing, so to speak. So like how many women have you talked to who said, Oh, I can't ask a man out on a first date. Right. right. It's just like, it's not why it's not part of their DNA. It's know? never happened to so, me in my life. Yeah. They, there you go. <laughs> right. Very, very. It's ne- nobody's <laughs> ever asked me out on a date ever. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, that makes perfect sense because that's where that's that's encoded in our you know in our evolution as as a species as humans. Right. Um, and there's a great book that talks about all this. It's called The Evolution of Desire by David Buss, where he goes into the you know the um, the how we're wired if we're going all the way back to say prehistoric times, right? So if we if we kind of like condense this down and boil this down to just that that first date, it's like yes, okay, it's a guy's responsibility to ask a woman out on a date and then pay for the first date. Right, right. You know, I have to tell you, I went out on a date one time, first first time date, and and uh, it was actually last year when I when I I paid a visit to Raleigh before mm-hmm. I moved here, and I met somebody. It was just a coincidence. I I met somebody and and. Uh, we went out on a date. She insisted on paying for her own meal. It was actually, I got I have to be honest. I was annoyed. It's like, you know, she's yeah. got her money and she's, you know, counting out her $9. We went out to lunch and she's counting it right to the penny. And I kept saying, no, I, I've got lunch. Don't worry about this. I've got lunch. And she would not let me. It was almost like against her, her religion to let me buy her lunch. And, but then when we were, you know, when the date was over, she goes, we're going to do good together. Like she already finalized, she finalizes. And, and all I could think about is, look, first of all, your perfume is gagging me. <laughs> she had some, some perfume. I could smell the perfume before she even sat down at the table, but that's all, that's all another story. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think women should pay for the, or, or, or your partner. I shouldn't say men or, or women, but, but if you initiated the date, mm-hmm. Pick, yeah. up, pick up the tab. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know that there's, you know, there's some resistance to that, but then there's also what, what kind of dovetails into that is <clears throat> due to the nature of today's like hangout culture, this is a bigger problem. Right. It's, okay. Let's get together and let's hang out. So, you know, we have this problem where people are asking others, let's just hang out, whether it's in a group or it's a one-on-one setting. And it causes a whole lot of confusion, right? Because usually the other person doesn't know if they agree to it. They don't know if this is a date. And if so, what's the proper protocol for this? Right. Line is, you know, when it comes to dating, yeah, there's still a protocol, whether you like it or not, you know, that's just the way it goes because that's 
wired into our behaviors as who we are. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's uh, it causes a lot of confusion for sure. That and definitely those types of situations where women insist on paying for that that first day or paying their half, that can cause some confusion as well because then you're thinking, oh my god, is she like, <laughs> does she does she not want a second date? Is this was this? I mean, she's paying her own way. She's probably like ready to get out, you know, <laughs> rock out, call her friends and say, hey, this was horrible you know so we have all these things as guys running through our heads as well right and that just causes more confusion well well first of all i think the term hangout if anybody asks you if you want to hang out on the first date that kind of concerns me because right away they're just testing the waters they Mm. they they have three others lined up and that hangout term to me is an easy out they're setting up an easy out don't you think oh sure and it's it I think for us, for our generation, yeah, it probably is more concerning, but it's also kind of permeated the culture. So it's not as foreign as it used to be in a way. Um, but yeah, hang, when when you, someone uses the term hangout, there's really no you know, definitive, we know what this is. And I think that men use the hangout term uh, primarily because it, it is kind of a way out. It's like, okay, we could hang out and if, this person's not into me or I'm not into them, then, you know, there's no psychological blow that you would normally receive. If you say, yes, I I would like to take you out on a date and the person says, no, then there's a psychological blow. Right. 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 It's our ego. And then we're like, Oh, because you know, it's all, as I said, it's, it's our job to ask for the date. And how many times have we been turned down over the years? Right. I mean, just as (laughs) you're not asking me that question, are you? you I could answer it with ease. (laughs) Exactly. All of us, you know, and and yeah, it kind of stings a little bit when you ask and you're interested in someone and they tell you no, and then you have to get up the nerve to do it again. And it's, so I think that, you know, women, don't necessarily understand how difficult it is to continue get getting repeatedly rejected. So it's like from our side, we're looking at it as, oh man, we're, we're building it up. And if it doesn't work out in our favor, we're like, oh my gosh, this is, a, this is such a, this, is, this, this hits me right here. And now I have to try to do this again. So, you know, dating stuff for both sexes. I think, I think when people are done watching the show, they're never going to go out on a date again after mm-hmm. listening to you and I. <laughs> but it, well, I think since everybody's been home for the last couple months, they're going to be able to get out there. They're going to forget all about this conversation. So. Oh my gosh. I just want to do a quick recap. I am uh, talking with uh, my guest, Vince Gaglione, who uh, is the author of the book, Why Are You Still Single? Uh, An Average Joe's Take on What's Really Going On in the Dating Pool and What You Can Do to Stay Afloat. Uh, You're listening to Wake Up the Vibe. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. You know, you know, Vince, the, the one thing that, that I keep thinking of over and over, and I, I do sales training. Uh, it's my history of being in, in sales on a professional level. And I use this scenario when I'm training a sales rep on be the person to ask questions and not talk about yourself. Don't worry about talking about your company. Don't worry about talking about yourself and your product and the facts and the benefits. Leave that for a later time. If you were to walk into a restaurant by yourself and you sat down next to someone you're attracted to and start talking about yourself, not a good idea. Mm-mm. No, no, I, I agree. <laughs> questions, questions are important. 
you know, that's, that's really the key because when you're, you're, you're meeting someone for the first time, there's a lot you don't know, right? So you want to be able to ask questions and engage and be engaged, listen to the answers, comprehend what they're saying, ask follow-up questions. Um, distractions are big, right, today. So it's, it's a very distracting environment that we're dealing with. We well, have our phones, right? And yeah. they're, they're constantly going off notifications and it's best to just, you know, remove as many of the distractions as possible. Well, that you just, you just walked right into a whole nother topic mm-hmm. of what's going on in the world today. The right. phones, mm-hmm. the phones, right? Yeah. I mean, is there anything worse than going out on a date yet? Have you ever had this happen to you? You go out on a date and she's more concerned in her text messages than you? Yeah, a few times that's happened, yes. I think it's happened to everybody. Yeah, but it, see, that's the thing. We're so connected to these devices today. And it's kind of, it's almost been like a Pavlovian experiment, you know, where you're sitting there and the phone's <laughs> there and you're like waiting, waiting. It's like, oh, it went off, you know, and, and then you have to go and answer the, the message. But, um, you know, we, we're, we're not good at dealing with distractions. Um, the best thing to do is take your phone, turn it on silent, put it away, turn it flat, face down on the table where it's not going to um, intrude into that space. So if you're, if you're out on a date and, and, and your date is, is behaving that way, cause that's a behavioral issue. Sure. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong to say, Hey, look, I really dig you. you you're, you're really nice. All right. But I'd rather hear about the country you're from. Can you put that phone down? Oh, you don't speak English? <laughs> yeah. See, I think, <laughs> I think when, if you've gotten to that point, like immediately, that, that's a very difficult situation because you want to be tactful about it. But then you've also got kind of an impression, even before you say anything, that this person is really more interested in what's going on there than he or she is about what we're doing here. Right. So it kind of like, you know, it changes your opinion. It kind of sours you on that person anyway. So it's like at that point, it's probably too late. Done. <laughs> Done. You're out. Of- <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I mean, you know, we, we should just like, we should have a show and just talk about nightmare dates all morning because there's so many funny stories. Have, I don't want to get personal, but, but I'll ask you a question. And if you want to take the fifth or pass, you can, okay. um, have you ever gone on any nightmare internet dates? Mm, let's see. Well, internet dates, um, the, it's funny because the previous <laughs> book that I'd written, um, the bottom line was is online never really worked well for me. So I've only had few. I would say I, I'd been on and off online dating since its inception, which is around 1999. So we're talking, you know, 20 years where I'd maintained online dating profiles. And I had very, very few internet dates um, over the course of those 20 years. But, you know, I have had a few where, you know, I've had that first meeting and um, yeah, they just haven't worked out well. And one in particular, this was, this was probably, I would say about maybe, oof, we're going all the way back to maybe 2008, 2007. Um, one person that I had met <laughs> online she it was dial up. You were you were like you were listening to the modem oh dial up before her picture loaded. Yeah, well, this was back in the day of pagers, right? So she shows pagers. up. Yeah, and she had like a utility belt of pagers. She was like Batman, you know. I was like, right. oh, 
but she had about four or five pagers and then you know uh, one of the old four five she's busy (laughs) and was this legal vince was this a legal date um i i yeah (laughs) craigslist perfectly legal no 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 it was actually uh okay cupid if you could believe that way back okay so it was one it was a date from okay cupid and um so and she also showed up wearing a camera around her neck so she had a camera on a strap around her neck and i was like what you have what's um oh your camera that's a pretty cool camera she's like yeah i take it with me wherever i go it's like okay so we're sitting outside at, at, at outside a cafe and we're talking and then you know she was distracted here and there but um one in one 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 portion of the date there was like a butterfly that was flying around the bush behind <laughs> where we were sitting. So we're, I was in the middle of a conversation and she gets up and she just starts taking pictures of the butterfly. So I was like, I stopped in mid conversation. I thought, <laughs> well, this is pretty odd. And then of course, you know, about 10 minutes later, one of the pagers went off. She looks like, Oh, I, I have to go. This is, this is work. And poof, she was out, but yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was so interesting. I, I have to ask you, did you see the butterfly? <laughs> um, no, it was behind me. Okay, so I you sure it. she was taking a picture of a butterfly? She was taking a picture of you. <laughs> oh no, she got up and went right over to it. So I wasn't even in the frame. Yeah, oh so it was, the butterfly was definitely more interesting than I was that day. That's funny. You know, one time I, I, I he used to say there was no second date. <laughs> there was no second date. No. I, I have a, a situation, and, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I went out on an internet date. I was I was newly single. If that's a term, um, I went out on this internet date and I said, you know what, Let, let's go to this, this bar, uh, for a cocktail. And it was uh, pinhead Susan's. I'm never going to forget this. Uh, cause when I walked in, my buddy's band is playing. I'm like, Oh, this is not good. So he, they're calling my name on the microphone. I go, oh, this is embarrassing. She's like, Oh, you know, these guys. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's a friend of mine. Well, they call me up to play a guitar, play the guitar with the band. Well, when I play guitar, I sweat like a beast. So I'm like, nah, nah, I don't want to play. Come on, I'll play a song. Nah, nah, I don't want to. Come on, play a song. Well, after a couple cocktails, I'm like, hey, yeah, come on, let's jam out, right? I break into this mad sweat. I sit back down at the table. She got up and left. She was like, no, guitar player who sweats. Uh, I want nothing to do with this guy. I was sitting, I was kind of happy to be honest with you because my buddies were all there and I was like, I got to hang out with them. But do you think uh, like anxiety and sweating, like sometimes people don't give you a fair chance. Like if you go out on a date and you're nervous, Mm -hmm. that's kind of natural, right? Sure. Sure. So don't ditch the partner. I mean, don't there's potential here. They could be an amazing person once they stop sweating. Yeah. I think, you know, that's, that's one of those things where if you know you're nervous right i think that if you if you tell the other person well i'm kind of nervous or i mean they they're usually okay with that yeah good problem yeah because that's you know that's been said to me at times as well and i was like oh well just be yourself it's okay it's cool i understand no problem um so yeah you know that's one of those those things that we're talking about if we're talking about like communication you know that's an easy one um right off the jump just how are you feeling? You know, I'm nervous, whatever. Um, you should be able to share that. And that shouldn't, you know, that shouldn't be any sort of issue. I, I like that. And I never, never thought about that. Just be honest about it. And rather than, you know, you're sitting there and you're, 
you're tearing up every little piece of paper on the table, you're biting your fingernails, you're sweating. Yeah, just let them know, hey, man, this is nerve wracking. I, I mm-hmm. haven't been single in 20 years and she finally left me. And now, you know, yeah, it's not dating. It's not, you know, it's it's a full contact sport, you know, it's so. a full contact. Sport. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough sport, man. I mean, it really is. Um, <laughs> some of the some of the topics that, that are coming to mind, I really I really don't know how far I can go on wake up to the vibe. But let's say you're dating. OK. And you've gone out a few times. OK. Um, and we're not talking teenagers, okay? So, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't make out on the first date, Vince. <laughs> so now all of a sudden you, you've gone out. Place, right? What do you do when you go out? You've gone out on three dates and now is the moment, right? You, you know, you, you sit closer together. You put your arm around her. You got Barry White playing, you know what I mean? <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you know, it's that that kiss Mm -hmm. and it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's wet. (laughs) What do you do? How do you backtrack? What what do you do? Do you talk about it? You you like her. She's a good person. Mm -hmm. Her breath was horrible and she kisses terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's well, that's that's a question I've never fielded before. Convince, we're getting down to the core here, man. You're you're on wake up to the vibe. We got to solve some problems. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely that's definitely a, an an awkward situation to say the least. And I guess you know at that point, again, you you you, could, you try you want to you want to be honest about things, right? But you also don't want to be mean about it either, right? Right. You don't want to you don't want to be accusatory or anything like that. So um, I'm sure there's so, ways you can you know, kind of sugarcoat that to say, well, I just, this is cool, but you know, can, can, <laughs> you know, here's what I'm, here's what I'm feeling about this or whatever. I don't know. Vince, Vince is going right now. You're saying to yourself, why did I, why did I agree to this interview? <laughs> Uh, why did he ask me that question? Oh, man. But no, no, I have the sol- I have the solution though. All right, so you've gone out on a few dates, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that magic moment, right? Mm-hmm. And you kiss. That's when you pull out the breath mints and say, "Hey, would you like one?" <laughs> you take That's one. actually a good strategy. You, you have one yourself, <laughs> and then you out for her one, and then you go, "No, take two. <laughs> take two. They're free." <laughs> Oh my gosh. Anyway, um, hey, listen, you know, I, I think it was Tony Robbins. Um, and I, I do, I, I, I don't, um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm sorry, Tony. Uh, but I was, I listened to a lot of his stuff. And, and one time he said, if you want to attract someone, ask yourself if you are the person you're trying to attract. In other words, if you're someone who sits on the couch, and all you do is eat and watch TV and you're overweight. There's a slim chance you're going to attract the physically fit person who's out jogging four miles a day in his tone. And so, so you got to be real and be the person that you want to attract. And I just thought that was a brilliant perspective on how to attract the others. So I, I started jogging. I'm just kidding. I can't run for my life. I'm top heavy. When I jog, I fall forward. It's not a pretty scene. <laughs> but what are your thoughts on that? On, on, does that make sense? 
Um, yes, to an extent. I think what we're talking what we're talking about here. I mean, you could separate this and, and extrapolate in a number of different ways, but we're talking about like from this perspective, a lifestyle, right? So let's talk lifestyle first. So you have to have similar lifestyles in order for, uh, you know, your relationship to maintain some sort of consistency, right? Right. So if you have two different lifestyles, you both have to be okay with that and, and willing to, um, you know, accept that, or that's just going to cause friction. Like, for example, I mean, I, you know, I'm an active person, but, you know, I sit on the couch a lot myself. I'm, I'm you know, I, I do a lot of reading. And for me, I know that, you know, I am not going to be able to date someone who is a world traveler. I'm not a world traveler. You know, I'll go to a few places here and there. But, you know, I, I really have no desire to, you know, go to the far ends of the globe and to, to backpack pack across Asia or whatever. So if I am dealing with someone who, or I'm meeting someone who is a world traveler, I know that that's a lifestyle clash. Oh, that's right? a good point. Yeah. And that certainly would cause issues unless you're okay with that person just taking off and going and doing their thing. And they're okay with you just sitting on the couch, right? So it, that's, you know, lifestyle is a big one. But then, of course, the person, when we're talking about um, the person that you want to be, um, it, it's, it's okay if you want to be that person where you're sitting on the couch. But, you know, we're talking what we're really talking about are values here, right? So it's like the, the person that you connect with that shares your values, that's the person or that's the type of person that would give you the best chance at long-term success. Values. So your values have to map up, yes. Yeah, core values. Core values, right? Core values. How, you know, great point, lifestyle, because I think sometimes people are kidding themselves. You know, I, I think... People in general, you know, loneliness is a horrible thing. Nobody likes mm -hmm. to be alone. Let's let's admit it. We, yeah, somebody wants to hold. Everybody wants. To, I actually wrote a song about it, and it, and it says everybody has a hand they want to hold. Mm -hmm. um, when you're alone, sometimes you will take desperate measures, right. and you'll go out with that person who has the extreme lifestyle, like like the girl because I played in the band. I get it. She didn't want to be with a guitar player in a band. He's going to get home at two o'clock in the morning. He stinks. You know, I, I understand. I, mean, I can say this because I was, I was, was that guy. Um, so, but sometimes people will go just to go because they, they have no social life and somebody finally asked them out. Is that a good idea? No, loneliness is, I mean, that's, a, that's a primary driver for a lot of people. And the bottom line is, you know, you have to be okay with, doing life yourself, you know, being self-sufficient, right? Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, this having a partner will enhance our lives, right? But we can't, we can't just be locked into that because anything can potentially happen. You know, I dated someone many years ago who had passed away. So, you know, for me, it was like, okay, I was, you know, in in a stable relationship and now i'm kind of like thrown back out there but if i wasn't able to do life on my own i probably would have would have sunk you know and gone down into that you know just nasty place where you can't crawl your way out of bottom line is we all have to be okay with doing life on our own um and once you get to that point then you can kind of focus and 
you know, it gives you a different perspective. So you get to look at things from, from a different view and you gain, you gain clarity. Yeah. You just, you totally nailed it. You nailed it. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to do life on your own, find, find your own happiness, be happy with you and, and your core and your faith and your values, get all that in line first. And then when you're at that happy point, I think it's a lot easier for other people to be with you. Right. You are at that. And at that point, yes, you are happier. You're more magnetic. You know, you're, you, you kind of, it, it radiates, it shows in your personality. So, um, naturally people are going to be drawn to that. Well, that is stuff is energy too. So, I mean, we could sense when, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting across from someone who is in a, in a good place, you know, right. is a happy person is enjoying life versus someone who, you know, might be um, just more closed off, um, just unsure, or just has that like a look of desperation. Right. And I know. Cause uh, you know, I was there myself. I mean, that was, that was basically my twenties, you know, from my late teens yep. into my, you know, into my late twenties, my, dating life was a complete disaster, but I was, you know, someone who was, you know, in a bad place. So naturally, you know, of course people are going to sense that and they're going to feel that like, okay, I'm staying away from this guy. Right. Right. Some good stuff here. The book is called, why are you still single? (laughs) And uh, the author is Vince Gaglione. It was a pleasure having you this morning, man. It's good stuff. We could go on forever on this topic. I, I yeah. think you and I need to get together and uh, have a cold one and, and share some stories. Yeah, maybe it sounds good. Maybe we'll record it and we'll, we'll maybe we'll play it again. <laughs> Post quarantine, we'll uh, we'll get back on this stuff, right? How can somebody buy your book? I, I was reading through it and I'm I was fascinated because you touch on the whole psychological aspect. I mean, there was a lot of topics we didn't hit on because right. we let the conversation go of of two guys uh, that are not married talking about this topic. Um, but how does somebody buy your book? Is it, is it on Amazon? Can I get it? Is, is, uh, is it on my Kindle? Yeah, they're, um, all the books are up on the Amazon site and you can get these two books either as eBooks or paperbacks. And they're also across a number of other of the major eBook and, and paperback platforms as well. So like you can go to Barnes and Noble, uh, Kobu, iBooks um, there. I have links on my website um, that point to basically universal links. So they, they will send you to where the book is available. All you do is just click the button of the platform you want and it'll pop up on that platform and then you can just buy it from there. Beautiful. Do you have a website? Yeah, it's uh, www.vincegaglione.com. That's V-I-N-C-E-G-U-A-G-L-I-O-N-E.com. Vincegaglione.com. Why are you still single? What about your other book? We didn't and we didn't talk about it, and and maybe that's for another show. But uh, is that for sale as well? Yes, it is. Yes, and that's that's the previous book uh, written two years ago. So that's Confessions of a Middle-Aged Short Guy with No Game. Yep. (laughs) Uh, you know, listen, but Vince, <laughs> when you go out on a date and somebody asks you what you do and you say, I'm an author 
and they go, okay, so really? Wow, what books did you write? Do, do you find that, do they have a, a problem or a hesitation as soon as you talk about, well, I got a book on dating and a short guy with no game? Right, right, right. Well, actually, <laughs> you know, this is, I, I have a real job, so that's usually how I would respond. Start, you start off with that. <laughs> right. Yeah, the author stuff always comes up. And, right. um, yeah, then it's, you know, it, it's kind of, because I've done, you know, a bunch of personal growth, personal transformation work. And then now we've got, you know, I've, I've done the, the books on, on my experiences and, and what I see going on in the dating world. Yeah. It does kind of, um, you know, it, it makes for interesting conversation. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fun stuff. Hey, thank you so much for, for being on wake up to the vibe, taking time this morning and, uh, and talking about this topic. I, it's a fascinating topic to me and uh, it's dear to my heart. It really is. Maybe because I can relate to it so much. You I know? think we all can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. Don't run away. I'm going to, I'm going to drop you back into the, into the waiting room and I'm going to close up the show, but you and I are going to chat for a couple minutes. So uh, just kind of stand by. Okay. okay. Vince, good, Vince Gaglione, ladies and gentlemen, author of why are you still single? And uh, you're waking up to the vibe here. Hold on one second. We're going to, we're going to do this and this. So listen, thank you so much for joining us here on Wake Up to the Vibe. Make sure you like, share, post tomorrow, The Young Fables. That is happening tomorrow. You want to tune in. And then on Thursday, Carter and Cassandra Scambato. And then on Friday, Rebecca Picconi will be uh, helping me out with Quarantine with the Vibe Tribe. Thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you for being here, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I enjoyed being with you. I'm Joe Altieri saying have a blessed day.